0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wealthy Sisters Radio, the show that promotes positive people. Tune in live on Mondays at 12 noon Eastern or listen live and 24/7 at www.wealthysistersradio.com. We know you will be inspired, empowered, and informed by the incredible women featured. And now it's showtime. Ladies and gentlemen, our host, entrepreneur, author, speaker, Deborah Hardnett. Well,
1: hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters Radio, hosted by Wealthy Sisters Media Group. You can visit us for all your branding and publishing needs at WealthySistersMedia.com. That's S-I-S-T-A-S, WealthySistersMedia.com. Here at Wealthy Sisters Radio, we proudly promote positive people, and our purpose is twofold. First, we love to provide you that dynamic listener with inspiration and encouragement and that practical knowledge. That's right, that practical knowledge that you can apply to your life and business, right now for that positive impact. And second, we must provide that platform to edify, promote, acknowledge, and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hardnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network. And today is another awesome Monday. It's Monday, November 18, 2020. 13! Yes, so excited about this being our banner year, and I know that you are as well. And you know, we are here every week at the same time, that's Mondays at 12 noon Eastern, so thank you so much for spreading the word. Well, today, I promise you we won't let you down. This is going to be another great episode. The topic today, there's a lot of buzz about it. I get a lot of emails, a lot of tweets about it that we're going to be talking about group coaching that's right there's several people out there that you might see on some of the facebook postings and Twitters who really successfully implemented this business model and our guest today is no stranger to it she is an expert she trains the coaches as a matter of fact she's known by her peers as the group coaching diva that's right we're talking about wendy y bailey i'm telling you she is here today on wealthy sisters Radio, and, you know, her clients know her as a leading authority on group coaching using neuro-linguistic neuro-lingu- program- programming, otherwise known as NLP, and she is the founder of the Group Coaching Institute, formerly known as Group Coaching Mastery, and she's the creator of the Certified Group Coach Program. That's right, she can certify you to be a group coach. She helps professional coaches, speakers, trainers, and consultants develop lucrative that's what we're talking about here on wealthy sisters radio lucrative group coaching programs their unique selling strategy marketing and product launches and small business development so you know what you have to do right now i promise you you need to make sure you have paper pen ready to take good notes also if you got your mac or your laptop you want to be ready to take great notes and you know what to do also we need you to call everybody you want to share this information pay it forward call them right now, tell them to text, Facebook, tweet, tweet everybody to call into the show 347-838-9278, that's 347-838-9278 or you can catch this show live right at WealthySistersRadio.com and this show live and all of our other great shows, you can download them as well including this show immediately following this show today at WealthySistersRadio.com. That's S-I-S-T-A-S, WealthySistersRadio.com. And we want to remind you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter so that you can stay in contact with us. Keep up with what's really happening on the shows every week. And guess what? You can download it on iTunes for free. That's right. We're right there. You can subscribe to us, and they will send it straight to your smart device. So go ahead and do that right now so that you can always stay abreast of the dynamic programming that we have here on WealthySistersRadio.com. Wealthy Sisters Radio. Well, we're not going to hold our dynamic guests from you any longer. We're just going to take a quick break and we'll come back and bring Wendy Y on the phone today. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wealthy Sisters Radio.
2: Queen Anita Empire Online features luxurious African handmade healthy skin and body care products from enhancing all natural soaps, hair growth stimulating shampoos, to delicious healthy drinks. Great for arthritis. We have an extensive inventory of more than 450 items to begin your natural journey to wellness. Visit QueenAnitaEmpireInc.com. That's QueenAnitaEmpireInc.com. Remember, QueenAnitaEmpireInc.com.
3: Does your home or office decor need a resurrection? Is there a special room of yours that says blah, blah, blah and is lacking inspiration? Then you need creative ways and solutions. We help you create feel-good spaces that are functional and beautiful at the same time. We are here to cater to you with an environmental and spiritually conscious flair. Both in person and virtual interior design services are available. Visit us online at creativeways.com, spelled with a K, or call 888-280-8318 for a complimentary consultation. We create spaces that inspire you.
1: We're live to We're write your own Wealthy Radio, and we want to thank you for joining us today. We're so grateful to have you in. I tell you, we get so many sponsors all over the world, and I- They keep spreading the word. Well, you know, today I told you we have an awesome topic today, group coaching. Our very special guest is Miss Wendy Y. Bailey, and I want to extend a very special welcome to Wendy Y. here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. Hello, Wendy Y.
4: Hello, Deborah, and thank you for that introduction. Such wonderful energy. I love it.
1: Oh, you are so welcome. You know, it comes natural when we have dynamic people in our hemisphere, or like I like to say, or surrounding us like we have in you today. So thank you again for joining us, and uh, we're just so happy to have you talk about this great topic today.
4: Well, thank you for having me. It is, a, it is a topic that is near and dear to me. I'm passionate about it. I've been working in this area for more than seven years now, and I've got to tell you, I love it. Totally yes, yes,
1: well, I know when we had an opportunity to just kind of catch up a few months back, we have been uh, friends on Facebook and I believe some of the other platforms as well, and it just really had never had an opportunity to verbally connect. And it was just a privilege to for you to reach out to me, and for the the conversation we had. And I tell you, everybody that's tuning in, I immediately said we got to have you on the show because her passion, <laughs> just in a regular phone conversation, was so. It kind of came through
4: a little bit, huh? Yes,
1: yes, and you know, my yes. They say anything dead ought to be buried, and uh, I always get excited when I feel someone's energy and someone that is happy. About what they're doing and fulfilling a purpose, you know.
4: Yeah, without a doubt, it just it makes the work easier mm-hmm. when you love it and when you're really passionate about it. Mm-hmm.
1: And I got to tell
4: hey. you, the work is easy for me.
1: It's easy for you now, Wendy. We're going to Wendy. Why? I got to make sure I say Wendy. Why? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but we 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 want to talk about a lot of things here involving uh, group coaching. But you have just you know really struck a, a chord in me when we talk about that passion and the purpose. What what was it for you to really pursue your purpose? Because. You know, we we talk about it often here on the show. We are really, really not always taught, and it's changing, I know, today. We're teaching our children more, but still, um, it's still that, that thing where you find what's going to pay you, find something that you can do that you can make a living, as opposed to what is it that you really love doing? What is it that you would do for free? What is it mm-hmm. that drives you? So for yourself, how did you get to this point of doing something that you love to do? And maybe I should ask you, have you always worked in a field that you love working in? Cuz some people are that fortunate. No. <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, I I will answer that one real quick. No. Well, no, no, no. no. no I did not. <laughs> No, I, you know, I've spent years in corporate management, in information Uh technology, telecommunications. Uh, In a former life, I was even in direct sales. And the thing that was clear to me was there were aspects of it that I loved, Mm
5: -hmm. but
4: there were so many pieces of it that I just could not stand.
5: Mm-hmm. And, you
4: know, I, I found my way. And sometimes when you make decisions about things, God laughs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he shows you a different path to where he wants you to be and where he's called you to. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened to me. I was working in, in corporate management for one of the telecom giants in their information technology area. And I managed a group of network engineers in a small call center. And what I discovered, you know, I told you about God laughing, I right. had decided, okay, well, I'm going to be one of those people. This is really not me, but I'm going to be one of those people that I've decided I'm going to just hang in here, work through whatever bumps and bruises there are to being the the sole female, remaining female manager in my division, Uh, I'm going to work through those bumps and bruises, and I'm going to end up staying at this company for a while. And within months, I was voted off the island. That's why I said God laugh. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I, I made that decision for myself, and next thing I know, I wasn't there anymore. What became really, really clear to me at that point, Deborah, was I knew that there was something that I was supposed to be doing, but for whatever reason I had not done it. And that mm-hmm. was an opportunity for me to kind of figure out what that was. So I started kind of doing an inventory of my background and my experiences, and I looked at things that I loved doing. And I just had not been able to do them working in a corporate management position. So I had done things like um, I had been speaking and I had been uh, spearheaded a leadership, leadership development initiative for the division. So there were those things that I loved doing. But there were other things too like speaking and writing and mentoring that came to light that I had just not been able to tap into. And so when I was voted off the island I started really looking at those kinds of things and I went out and I got trained as a coach
1: because uh, okay. to me so n- let, let me let me ask you something and to interrupt sure. you so, you know because I know we have a lot of different types of listeners now, it's from a technical point of view or a practical point of view. As you said, you were looking at some of the things that you knew you liked and those things that you didn't. What Did you actually take a notepad and write it down? Was this something as you were driving and you were having ideas? What was your process, your literal process in that, if you can share with that, sure.
4: Yes, yes to all of that. I thought mm-hmm. about it as I was driving along. I talked to friends about it, so I got counsel about it from people okay. that I trusted. And at the time, I had a girlfriend who was starting to look into to coaching herself. And when I told her about this this inventory, so to speak, that I had been thinking about and started to, to jot some things down about, she said, it sounds like you might be interested in coaching too. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't know about that. But I, I did not let her words fall on deaf ears. I, I took mm-hmm. it in and I thought about it. I processed it. I wrote some more things down. And I didn't think that it was coincidental that right around the same time, and I have my own Oprah story too, Oprah featured some large coaches at the time on her show talking about how you can get support and how you can be a coach and things like that. And I started looking more into what coaching really was, and it was different than what I thought it was at that time. And the more I looked at it,
1: What did you think well, was? coming from
4: corporate america remember uh-huh. i was i was I had the belief that coaches were the folks that the company made you see
5: mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they
4: they they wanted to make you out to be more of a conformist mm-hmm. they wanted mm-hmm. you to fit into the bubble of of society and the corporation. Mm-hmm. and you know for all intents and purposes they were not necessarily highly regarded at that time okay, okay. and i didn't want to be the one bearing the brunt of that so mm. i was like uh you know i don't i don't know that i want to be that kind of coach but the reality of it was that was not what coaching was about there were more than just executive coaches there were personal coaches and life coaches and business coaches, and health coaches, and wellness coaches, there was all kind of coaching. What I came to understand was that coaching was more of a process, a methodology, a set of tools, a set of skills. And I needed to go and actually get trained to be able to use those skills effectively to help people. So Mm -hmm. that's what I did. That's what I did. So as part of my putting pen to paper and inventorying my, my life and the skills that I had acquired over the course of uh, career and life, I really started to understand that I wanted to be really good as a coach. I didn't want to just call myself a coach I wanted to be a highly trained and and really capable and highly proficient coach too, really good at it, knowing that I could make a difference in the lives of the people that I served. That's the other part about coaching for me that became clear. I wanted to be sure that I was in that service mode. Okay. No, it's not about telling people what to do. Okay. It's not about advising them or giving people advice it really is about helping people find their own path, and you've got to have some skills to be able to do that. And That's you know, not something I think that everybody is what comes talked out with,
1: about too, Wendy. Why? too, when we had our um, initial conversation, is that that is the perception a lot of times that coaches are just there to instruct or almost like a parent. Do this, do A, do B, do C.
5: Mm-hmm. But I
1: love that that you said it's actually a service that you're providing and you're there mm-hmm. to serve and, and you have to do that in different methods as opposed to just giving instructions.
4: Right, right. It It is so not just about telling and mm-hmm. advising
1: and, mm-hmm.
4: you know, parenting, to use your words. It, it's just mm-hmm. not that. It, mm-hmm. it really is about helping people along their own path. Mm-hmm. It's... Suspending judgment, because when you advise and you tell, that means you've decided that something is supposed to be a certain way for the client. Mm. That's not coaching.
1: Wow, Wendy, you got to say that again, because I don't know if everybody <laughs> heard you. Because I'm telling you, a lot of people, mm. I know I've come across a lot of coaches. And I'm telling you, I get that. I get that so much from so many people that, okay, they're there to tell you what's wrong with your business, this is why it's not working, this is what you ought to do, as opposed to helping you self-discover what Mm -hmm. you should be doing. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's powerful.
4: Now, sometimes I'm in sessions with clients and I'll say, do you want to be coached about it or you want me to just tell you? Okay. Because I want okay. them to understand that there's a distinction. And some clients right. will say, well, I'm not really getting it, so can you tell me?
2: And mm-hmm. even then,
4: I will tell them a part of it, mm-hmm. but I'm suspending judgment around that. I'm not telling them you're wrong about this or you're mm-hmm. right about that. What I'm saying is, let me just tell you what it is. Here's the black and white of it.
5: Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. where
4: do you see yourself belonging? Because ultimately, if I tell someone I'm going to walk them right back into a coaching opportunity,
5: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm.
4: that self-discovery part of the process that really is going to make the difference for them. Because mm-hmm. you know, it, it 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 really is that old. Um, I think it's a Chinese proverb that says, "I see, I hear, I remember." I do, I forget, I'm sorry, I hear, I forget, I do, I understand. When we do ourselves, when we apply whatever we learn ourselves, it really is lasting. That's what transformation is. is all about.
1: It is. It's just it's just like my mother used to say. You know, I asked how to spell a word, and she would tell me, "Go look it up. <laughs> Go look mm-hmm. it up in the dictionary." Because mm-hmm. that way, I would always remember how to spell it. You know, it, it's it's you're giving them the opportunity to process the information, and I I love that to put logic to it so that they can think it. And when they're in a different situation that's similar or not, they can think through. Um, what they need to do, because I I, I feel that what you're doing and what coaches are to do are to help you think.
5: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Develop that thinking muscle. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
4: Mm -hmm. I was just about to say the exact same thing. It's to develop those thinking muscles. Mm
5: -hmm. And,
4: you know, beyond the thinking, it's also to develop those choosing muscles so Mm -hmm. that you get to make choices that support you that help you to be resourceful and empowered and independent and, you know, to really grow. Coaching is not a codependent relationship. Let me say that, too.
1: Please, please repeat that. It really is.
4: Yeah, coaching is not a codependent relationship. As a coach... What I like to do is make sure my clients are prepared. They're getting ready to face whatever it is and make choices. I don't want a client feeling like, okay, they may have an emergency sometimes and they may need some some quick coaching, Mm -hmm. and that's fine. Those are rare moments. Those are the exception and not the rule. Mm-hmm. My goal in coaching my clients is to make sure they know how to handle whatever comes up without feeling like they've got to reach out and call Wendy Why?
1: Right, right, right. I'm
4: okay that they see me or hear me sitting on their shoulders saying certain things that, that guide them in their choices. That's fine. What I have challenges with is when there are coaches out there who feel like my clients need to call on me for every little thing so that I can tell them what to do? No, that's not coaching.
1: Well, you know, I don't know why it may be. Well, I don't know why a person would feel that. I, I, I imagine there could be several reasons, but that's that's not important to to go into. But what it, I know, you believe that all service based businesses should focus on group coaching. Why? why? Why do you believe that?
4: Well, very simply, when folks are, if you have a service-based business and mm-hmm. you are group coaching, you are really paving the way for passive revenue.
5: Okay. Because
4: what happens is when you're in a group coaching program, you get to connect with people more deeply. They get to know, like, trust, and experience who you are as a coach. You get to serve them in a much bigger way. You get to reach more people. And from those experiences, you get to repurpose the content that you shared in your group coaching program and create products and programs that people can can buy and enroll in when you're asleep
1: now okay that's good because you know you mentioned direct sales you have a background in direct sales that's a great industry to really learn a lot about business and a lot about residual income Mm -hmm. um i know it's so important to have business models that have that opportunity to have residual income because today, especially where there's no longer that 30 year career in a company where you have retirement that that's over, that's done. Uh, I mean, it's it's not there. So we <laughs> yeah, have to it doesn't look at exist ways.
4: anymore. Yeah,
1: yeah, it just doesn't. So we have to look at ways to be able to sustain our lifestyles and to live as we continue to get older and older, you know, people are living longer. So I'm glad that you mentioned that as well. Can you give us a, an example, Wendy, why, of uh, a service business uh, that would actually implement group coaching? And also, I'd like to know, is there something that our listeners could look at or measure their company? Uh, against to say, yeah, I should do group coaching as well? Are there some practical steps or areas that they should investigate for themselves?
4: Yeah, let me answer your first question first. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. When you think of – let's talk about consulting, because we've been talking about consulting without calling it that so far –
5: Okay. Someone
4: who, who tells you what to do and you okay. know, examines what's wrong in your business and then instructs you on, on how to correct it, they're a consultant.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. consultants can do well with, with group coaching. and I'm going to define group coaching in just a minute too. Consultants okay. can do well with group coaching because it really is a, a different perspective on what they do. It takes them out of the done for you model, the I'm gonna tell you what to do and engages their potential clients, whether it's a corporate client that you're consulting, and it puts them their client in the place of of doing for themselves and knowing how to make those choices for themselves. Because you're giving them skills and tools and resources as a consultant in a group coaching program that you would not necessarily do and give Mm -hmm. as a Mm -hmm. consultant. Mm -hmm. Mm
5: -hmm. Okay?
4: And Mm -hmm. the way that I view group coaching is it's a highly interactive experience. It is really immersing the potential clients that are in that group coaching program into doing, applying what they're learning in real time. It's okay. different, yeah. It's different than just a mastermind group. A mastermind group is mind sharing. You come together; everyone shares a, a, a common challenge, and there's a facilitator that's kind of helping
1: everyone share equally in okay. resolving that problem. That's a I'm mastermind glad you group. That distinction there, because I mm-hmm. do see a lot of people that use the mind. Um, uh mastermind, mastermind group and coaching, group coaching interchangeably. So I'm I'm very happy you've made that distinction.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and and group coaching is very much about the group coach being the subject matter expert. Okay. In a mastermind there's a facilitator, but in a okay. group coaching program there's a subject matter expert. And therein lies a huge difference. Okay. okay? Huge okay. difference. The group coaching program is designed for transformation. It's really about helping the people who have come to the program change something, do something differently, become something new, different than where they were when they started in the program. That's Mm -hmm. why I say it's about transformation. It's more of a, a chrysalis experience. Mhm. And masterminding is is very much about mind sharing and fixing a problem. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Together.
5: Okay. Together
4: fixing a problem. Everyone okay. may have the same problem but it's showing up differently in everybody's lives. And so masterminding is about, you know, let me let me bring my problem and maybe you can give me a different perspective about what I'm doing. Maybe you can share a resource that's going to help me with this. Maybe you can share, and this is sort of the collective of the group. In group coaching, while there is some sharing that goes on, there's one subject matter expert who's there to walk everyone through a process of solving a problem. And each person, while they come with a similar problem, same kind of concept, in a group coaching setting, they're each learning how to address their problem using the same system, but it means something uniquely different to each person in the group.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See
4: the difference?
1: Mhm. I do, I do. I really do. Um, so with that, you know I, know, I know I asked you both of the questions together. Well, then how would I look at a business or our listeners, they look at their business and say, okay, how can I establish group coaching or should I establish group coaching? What What would they look at to be able to determine that for themselves?
4: Okay. It's a great question. What your listener needs to look at, first of all, is, Do I have a process that I've Mm -hmm. identified that works for me and my business around a particular issue? Mm
5: -hmm. And Mm
4: -hmm. if I have a process, if I have a system that I've somehow created that works for me, that's a prime place for me to establish a group coaching program.
1: Okay. Okay.
4: That means you're the subject matter expert, and now you can train and coach Someone about their that system or that process that you've identified that's mm-hmm. going to help them with the same problem that you've already identified a solution for mhm mhm mhm, yeah, mm-hmm. so that's how you determine if you're ready to create a group coaching program mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know you've provided a service and people are starting to come to you, and and now they're saying, well, how did you do that? And so you're walking people through your system. You're walking people through your process. And they're recognizing that you are an expert now, and they Mm want to learn from you. They want to know more about what you've done and how you did it.
5: Mm -hmm. And
4: it may seem like it's cookie-cutter, But it really isn't. It's a proven system that has room, if you will, for folks to find their way in it and still be transformed and solve the problem and work through your system successfully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Make
1: sense? mm -hmm. Well, you know, with that in mind, so a person would say, okay, Everybody, I hear this a lot of times, especially for event planners who start their event planning company. Well, I had everybody in the family and every all my friends and mm-hmm. everywhere everyone was always coming to me to plan and organize their parties, so I started an event planning company. You know, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I hear so many event planners who say that. And for so a person that's looking to decide if, Group Coaching is for them. They have become a subject matter expert. That means that their experience in the business they've been doing this business uh, are consulting for uh, a long enough time to to have a lot of experience in it. You're saying um, uh, the people are looking to them to share their information and they've developed a great system a process for their business mhm. Okay, so now, you know, what What are the key areas uh, that they would look at or the keys to creating that highly lucrative group coaching program? How would they determine that?
4: The big thing that I want folks to understand when it comes to creating something, a, a group mm-hmm. coaching program that is highly lucrative, is first you've got to to create it with the person you're going to serve in the program in mind.
1: Okay.
4: You know, okay. you you can't just say, "Okay, I'm an event planner and I'm really really good at this and I've, you know, based on this system, I'm ready to to be a group coach." Mm-hmm. You've got to make sure that you know who your group coaching program is for.
1: Mm-hmm. You got to get
4: really really clear about who it's for, who you're going to
1: serve. Who it's for. And and, <coughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. No I was who gonna it's say, for. And, okay. Mm-hmm. And
4: and based on knowing who it's for, that means you've got to know them, and I like to say this all the time, you've got to know them intimately well. Mm
5: -hmm, mm -hmm.
4: You've got to know what drives them and what guides them and what motivates them and what demotivates them and what encourages them and what challenges them so that you can create a program that speaks to each of those areas. That means Mm -hmm. you've got to know them beyond just, um, you know, I work with women. hmm mm-hmm, You've mm-hmm. got to know what type of women you work with. You've got to know, what age, you know, maybe, exactly. Yeah, what industry. Exactly, uh-huh, what uh-huh. industry, what mm-hmm. they look like when you see them coming so that you can speak to them and talk to them when you're mm-hmm. out networking and in places where they, they hang out and all of those kinds of things. You've got to know them intimately well.
1: hmm hmm Mm -hmm. Because
4: your program needs to speak to them. And this is where the NLP comes in. Okay. Okay. And what
1: is NLP? What is that?
4: Neurolinguistic programming is really uh, language of the mind. Okay? Okay. There are three parts, and I'll give you a real quick definition of NLP. There are three parts to NLP, the neuro piece the linguistics piece, and the programming piece. The neural piece basically says we process every bit of information and data that we get through our five senses, sight, mm-hmm. sound, touch. That can also be feelings, taste, and smell. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Everything that we absorb into our brain that we think about, that we consider, that, that guides every choice that we make, we do it through our senses.
5: Mm -hmm. That's a
4: neural piece. The Mm -hmm. linguistics piece says it's not just about words, but language is about pictures and sounds. Given that you know that it is the five senses that drives everything, you've got to look at language and make sure you understand that it's also attitudes and its beliefs and its choices and its smells and its taste and its Feelings and all of those things go into how you define language. And the cool thing is, we all learn and absorb based on uh, a unique language that's specific for us. It can be visual, it can be auditory, it can be kinesthetic, it can be tactile. Some people learn, and I. One of my son's teachers used to say, "Oh, I just love typing because there's something about me touching the keyboard and how I learn and absorb information when I'm typing." Mhm,
5: mhm, mhm. You know, mm-hmm. we
4: all have that unique language.
5: Mhm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And so
4: understanding that each of us has a unique language style. In NLP, we call it a representational system. And then programming says once you know what that language style is or that representational system is, you can help people achieve more, bigger, better outcomes, faster results. Because you know it and you can speak to them in a language that connects to them much more uh, effectively.
1: I love it. You know, we had, I was at a workshop this weekend, and I want to encourage everybody uh, to go back and listen to the show from L. Denise Jackson about government contracting. And we did talk about the, the importance of understanding your audience. And as, as a leader in knowing your team and how everybody does, you're exactly right, Wendy. Why communicates differently, and mm-hmm. you've got to be able to speak that language to whom, with whom you're communicating. Everybody, you know, you can't speak the same language and think that. Are uh, you trying to convince someone to think the way that you think, and they should understand that, mm-hmm. You know, so it was
6: mm-hmm. it was a
1: great conversation around that. Uh Yesterday, which is so important uh, to know well, and just
4: imagine if you're speaking to someone if if mm-hmm. someone is talking to you and they're talking your language, they're speaking to you based on how you learn and how you process information. Mm-hmm how Mm -hmm. much more powerful it is going to be for you to learn from Mm -hmm. them, to -hmm. connect with them, to relate to them,
2: to stand Mm -hmm. and
4: continue a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. It really makes a difference on every level that you Mm -hmm. understand the language that Mm -hmm. someone has, where that, that sensory language and that representational system really is for that other person.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, I want to go back just a quick second. You you did mention um, we talked about lucrative. What what do you consider lucrative for, you know, those who are wanting to set up a group coaching program? Because we know that's relative <laughs> as well. So for them, we've we, we, if you've just joined the show, we're talking about group coaching with none other than Wendy Y. Bailey. Uh, she is known by her peers uh, as the group coaching diva. And uh, you had mentioned, Wendy why that we talked about how a person or a company would look and see if this is something that they should implement in their business. But mm-hmm. we talked about lucrative, developing a lucrative group coaching program. What, what do you mean by lucrative and what type of income should individuals be able to see? I mean, I know it's a range, but if you could give us an idea.
4: It is a range, and Mm -hmm. the the big thing I want folks to understand is we're talking one-to-many versus Mm one-to-one. When you're in a service-based business, most of the time it's tied directly to the amount of time you invest in it personally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you talk about a group coaching program, then you're talking about expanding your time, Mm
1: you know,
4: one-to-many versus one-to-one.
1: Right, one to many. I like that. That's another tweet. One One to many. many. It's group Mm. coaching versus one to one. (laughs) Exactly.
4: (laughs) Uh Exactly. So we're talking about where you have spent. I'm just going to use some round numbers. Where you've spent, you know, ninety days coaching someone individually or working with an individual client, so to speak. Mm. Mm-hmm. you can spend that same 90 days and work with 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 clients in a group coaching program. Now what Youth about those who say,
1: that. okay, oh, my gosh, that's 20. How can I handle all that? <laughs> those many yeah, people at that's one where time. The training you know, what do you say that person? That's okay. where
4: the training comes in because you've uh-huh. got to be able to manage the the moving parts. You've got to be able to manage what I call the traffic in a group. Mm -hmm. Um, Group coaching is also, and here's another distinction for you, is also not a teleseminar.
5: Oh, I hear people
4: call, yeah, I hear people call a group coaching program (laughs) a teleseminar. And in my mind, a teleseminar is a lecture by phone. Okay. You, you know, have people come out and, and they join in a conference call and you charge everybody, you know, $97 or 50 bucks or whatever you want to charge them. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you've got a group coaching program. That is not group coaching. That is a lecture mm-hmm. by phone. That is a teleseminar. Mm. So in a group coaching program, when you've got, in a virtual setting, when you've got a lot of people coming, and let's say it's just 15 people, that's still a lot of traffic to manage because you've got 15 personalities, 15 right. people showing up while they may share a common problem. They're showing up with, with um, different learning styles, different language styles, different ways of being present in a group. You've got some people who are introverted and some people who are extroverted. So you've got to be able to manage that, and that's where the training in group coaching really comes into play. Mm -hmm. That means you've got to be able to mix your language to support Mm -hmm. all of them. That means you've got to be able to know when to have a green light that says go for everyone and when to have a yellow light that says caution and when to have a red light that says stop for everyone. You've got Mm -hmm. to know what kinds of tools and resources to manage all of those moving parts, and that's where the training comes in.
1: And that's what that's where that comes in. So now let let me ask you this because I, I know you say that we you know we mentioned that you really believe that all service businesses should have this implemented you know in their in their business model, um, mm-hmm. uh, some type of group coaching. Now, I want to talk about the personality because we know that uh, it is important, like what you're saying, to have that and you can reach more. But what about that person that is more of an introvert that does not have that personality of relating to people? Because, I I mean, I believe that this is either you have it or you you have to learn Behavior. You have to learn how to yeah, do that's, that. Yeah,
4: and that's exactly what I was going to say. You learn it. Uh-huh. If you don't have it and it's something you want to develop, then you've got to learn it. You've got to get trained in it.
1: How will and, they know that they need, because sometimes, you know, sometimes some people, they have one way of thinking, and those individuals that, that think that this is the way everything should be done, they may not know that they are not a good person or their personality is not where it needs to be. I mean, I don't mean that they're not a good person, but there, it's not a good fit for them to be in the front of a room, on a telephone, or trying yeah. to coach anyone. That they, they don't have those soft skills there, and yeah. they may not recognize that. How would a person, what are some indicators that um, our listeners could measure themselves. If if we do, like Michael Jackson says, look at the man or woman in the mirror. What could they do to determine that?
4: Wow, that's a really really great question. I think mm-hmm. you answered it a little bit, but I'm going to go mm-hmm. a little bit deeper. You do okay. look at the the man in the mirror. That that's mm-hmm. the starting place.
2: Whenever mm-hmm.
4: you are in, you know, I I primarily coach coaches, speakers, trainers, and consultants. So, you know, from, from that perspective, there's a huge responsibility that comes with coaching, mm-hmm. okay? And one of the first things we're taught in our training is is personal foundation. That's mm-hmm. understanding your values and what guides you and what drives you and where your own issues are and how you overcome those issues and working through your own stuff. It doesn't mean you work to perfection, before you start coaching people, it means you're always aware of how your stuff can get in the way and you're always about working with your own coach to make sure that that stuff doesn't get in the way when it comes to you serving your clients more effectively. So that personal foundation is about really taking stock and making sure that you're keeping that stuff that can get in the way of you being of service in check. For the the, the layperson, so to speak, who's not necessarily a trained coach, you've still got to look in the mirror. You've still got to ha- hire your own coach so that you understand what's guiding and driving you and where some of those opportunities are for you to heal and recognize your strengths and really showcase your, your values, what's really important to you, and how you market in a way and how you present yourself and your services in a way that speaks to who you are as an individual.
1: Right. And, you know, I I mean, I totally understand and get that. I I mean, that is so important. But I'm also thinking about just, you know, just a personality type it's just
4: mm-hmm. they 're
1: more of a technical person they can i mean they're the ones that you want to hire if you want something done you know it 's going to be meticulous, you know every i is going mm-hmm. to be dotted, every t is going to be crossed but their their personality is just not the personality type to Attract people, or to, like I said, be in the front of a room on a call, or, or trying to well, influence. Well, you know
4: what I people. say to folks like that, Deborah. What mm-hmm. I say, and I, you know, I have clients sometimes who are in that mm-hmm. situation. When right. you know, when you know where your strengths are, that means right. you also know where your your opportunities are, where your uh-huh. weaknesses are then you know where you can go out and bring people in to serve in those roles. I know someone who is doing extremely well, and she's a, she's a former client of mine. She's a certified group coach, and mm-hmm. she's doing extremely well, and she's very much like you described. She doesn't have that personality. She can mm-hmm. get in front of the room and, and become this personality, but you know, once that show is over, so to speak, Mm -hmm. It's really challenging for her to connect with people because she just doesn't have that kind of extroverted personality off the stage. So what she's done is she's put together a team of people to handle and manage those parts of her business that require that.
1: Okay, so for that person, for the listeners that are are tuning in, then you're saying maybe, okay, you need to establish, if you're good at this, you can establish a group coaching program. We talked about that. That's what we're talking about Mm -hmm. today. But if you know your personality type or even your voice tone or what have you, all of that is not One that is going to be beneficial, then you're saying you know find someone that can assist you with that. Maybe hire somebody that can do that Mm -hmm. component. If you write the Mm -hmm. write the script, they can actually deliver the script. Is that what you're suggesting? That's
4: exactly that's exactly what I'm suggesting. Great, great. Because
1: I wanted to bring that out because you know I, I just it's just. I see that a lot and I don't want to mislead anyone to make them think, okay, yes, this is what you need to do. And then you don't have that part of it because that's so important, that's that's really yeah. important. Yeah, that's yeah. really important. Well, I tell you, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Wealthy Sisters Radio. We're talking about group coaching today with the expert, Wendy White Bailey. She's known as the group coaching diva. And, I, I, I mean, I, there's so much that we could talk about this time. It's going by so fast. We're going to take a short break and come back. And I really, really want to learn a lot more about your certification program and okay. uh, why important for people to get certified to do that to do group coaching as well so if you all will stay with us here stay tuned just hold on we'll be right back after this short commercial break you're tuned in to wealthy sisters radio
3: ladies are you tired of searching for mr right and need help cracking the man code do you really want to know what he thinks about dating love and romance are you wondering if the one you're with will ever fall in love with you then you need The Code Cracker Jay Neville, Relationship Expert And Life Coach Visit JayNevels.com That's J-N-E-V-E-L-S Dot com
4: Do you find yourself Overwhelmed in paperwork? Are you struggling With administrative tasks Preventing you From doing
1: what you really love? Then consider hiring A virtual assistant Call M. Alexander And Associates Incorporated Toll free at 1-877-894-0564 or join them on the web
4: at www.iwillassistyou.net
1: We are live here on Wealthy Systems Radio just have a few minutes left in the show today it's gone by so, fast, so that's just a guest with us at of 95 talking about group coaching how to a pretty lucrative part of the business getting there. Wendy, why? No need to download this show and all our other shows at Wealthy Sisters Radio. So, Wendy, why you you also um, provide a certification for group coaching? Why is that important for someone to be certified?
4: Well, I believe it's important because, you know, when I started coaching more than 11 years ago, Deborah, Mm
1: -hmm. I
4: learned from, uh, initially I learned from Thomas Leonard, who is known as the father of modern-day coaching. And one of the things that Thomas believed in before he passed away, he made a point of, of saying there are a whole lot of coaches out there that have the education, but they're not really good at it. He believed that coaches needed to be proficient, needed to be really, really good at coaching and make a difference. And that's where that service really becomes personified. Mm
5: -hmm. So Mm -hmm. for
4: me, when I started group coaching and I identified the system that I I take my, my clients through in the certification program, certification for me meant they weren't just highly educated, but they were really, really good at it. Right. That means they know how to create and market and deliver a transformational group coaching program, something that's going to be of great service to their clients who are part of their programs.
1: Mm-hmm. So And like you said, per- it brings that credibility uh, as well, totally. Mm -hmm. Totally,
4: because people will keep coming back to you when they know you've really made a difference in their life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, again, it's not a codependent come back to you. They're coming Mm -hmm. back to you because they trust you to help Mm -hmm. them continue Mm -hmm. on the path that they're on. Right,
1: right, right. Well, we do have a quick question. I know the lines are packed out, they're lighting up here. We only have a few minutes left. Would you mind taking a question from one of our callers?
4: Sure, not at, not at all.
1: All right, looks like we have Detroit on the line. With uh, is it Queen Nubia?
2: Yes, it is. Peace and love, Queen. I am Queen Nubia from the Detroit area.
1: Wonderful. Welcome to Wealthy Sisters. Please state your question for Miss Wendy White quickly.
2: Uh, uh, yes, peace and love, Queen Wendy. Um, actually, I'm a business owner. I've been in business about fifteen, seventeen years. I own my own. Um, actual hair company, natural hair company. And the information that you're giving is very, very, very informational, and there's a lot of business owners Thanks. out there. I'm a part of a business called Global Black-Owned Businesses for Entrepreneurs, and it's black businesses and entrepreneurs worldwide. And What's your question, to dear? What, ask your question well, my, more quickly. My question my, my question is basically the information that she has in a lot of business owners, is more so of a comment. If she's able to actually go on global black owned businesses for entrepreneurs and aid them post her information, they will need they need to know the information that she's speaking. More people need to hear this.
1: All right. Yeah, that's that is so true. Thank you so much for sharing that as well. So, yeah, I mean, there are so many different ways I'm sure that you're marketing yourself as well, Wendy. Why? Can you can you share more information about how someone can get certified uh with you and uh your contact information as well?
4: Absolutely. Um I have a, a lots of different opportunities. On my website, and that is at groupcoachinginstitute.com, groupcoachinginstitute.com. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's that much of a passion for me, Deborah, that I yes. actually branded uh, a coach training organization specifically for group coaching. Yeah.
5: So yeah. there
4: are, there are free downloads there. There are opportunities to plug into uh, upcoming certification programs. I have a blog there where I share more. Uh, bits about group coaching and small business marketing in general. So groupcoachinginstitute.com is, is where they can go for more information.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, we definitely want to see more people get certified. That is so important. Like I said, I see people all the time who um, are coaches who have titled themselves coaches, but that certification can really, really help separate you and set you apart from the rest. And I know I've heard a lot of great feedback from Wendy Wise's program. So Wendy, I want to just say thank you so much for joining us here on Wealthy Sisters Radio. Again, make sure everybody goes to GroupCoachingInstitute.com. And uh, can they follow you on Facebook and Twitter as well or any other? Absolutely.
4: Other I have a Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Group Coaching Institute. Um, I'm on Twitter at Wendy Y Bailey. That's two Ys in the middle, Wendy Y Bailey. And where else did you say? Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, wherever
1: other platform you like to okay. share. Okay. <laughs> <Instagram>, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a lot of to different places. With you? <laughs>
4: yeah, I'm a lot of places. You can also find me on Google Plus at plus.google.com okay. dot dot um, slash plus Group Coaching Institute. So I'm I'm all over.
1: You all over. Just, Just Google me. Wendy Y Bailey, and I'm telling you, you will find her there. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Wendy. We wish you continued success, and we definitely have mm-hmm. to look at having you back on in the near future.
4: Thank you so much for having me, Deborah.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. Well, I tell you, we're so excited about today's show. If you missed the first half of it, you have got to download it to get that powerful information about group coaching. Wendy White shares some awesome information. And, you know, every month here we are doing our features from our subject matter experts. And today we are talking about finances. That's right, we got some five financial tips from our resident financial expert, Ms. Marcella Malone Williams. And I, I just want you to hear this. This is a powerful, powerful segment that we have for you today. So listen to Marcella.
6: i Marcella Malone Williams with your Wealthy Sisters Wealth Strategy segment. Many mothers are multitasking machines, tending to the dozens of jobs that must be done to keep the family happy and healthy. For single mothers, it can be especially difficult to find the time to devote to long-term financial planning, yet doing so is critical to ensuring the prosperity of your family. Here are five steps to help you get started. Step one, track income and spending. Sometimes clients think, if I don't think about it and I don't look at it, everything will be okay. But assessing your situation is the first step to alleviating financial anxiety. Write down every expenditure for a month and see where your money is going. Compare the total to your income. And if needed, look for ways to trim the budget for savings or essentials, such as insurance. Step two, make sure you have adequate life insurance coverage. According to research, 39% of single moms say if they died, their families would be in financial trouble immediately. And an additional 33% say their families wouldn't be able to survive for more than several months. Don't assume you are adequately protected just because you have life insurance through work. Evaluate how much your family would need if you died and get life insurance quotes from highly rated insurers. Step three, protect yourself in case of disability. Young women face a larger chance of disability because they face some risks that men don't, such as pregnancy-related conditions and uterine cancers, as well as a high risk for breast cancer. Illness, not injuries or accidents, account for the majority of long-term disability claims. Step four, get health insurance if you're not insured. One big medical emergency can lead to bankruptcy. If you or your ex lacks insurance or employer sponsored coverage, check to see if your kids qualify for a free or low-cost health insurance coverage through the Children's Health Insurance Program. If the children don't qualify, Shop for individual health insurance. And step five, build an emergency savings fund. I recommend saving enough to sustain you for four to six months in case of job loss or other emergencies and up to a year if you're in an industry with heavy layoffs. Decide on an amount that you're going to put aside each month and transfer to your savings at the beginning of every month. This has been Marcella Mullen-Williams of LBG Financial Services with your Wealthy Sisters Wealth Strategy segment. To begin designing your personal wealth strategy or for more information, visit me at lbgfinancial.com or email me at mwilliams at lbgfinancial.com.
1: Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Wealthy Sisters Radio today. That's another one of our great features. Stay tuned. Next week we have another awesome show for you. want to thank you again for tuning in today. And remember, like I said, if you missed the first half, don't worry about it. You can download it. Yes, you can. Go right now to WealthySistersRadio.com. I want to remind you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter under Wealthy Sisters and iTunes. We're right there. You can get this show and all of our other shows shows right there on your smart devices at wealthy sisters just google us there on itunes you'll find us thank you so much for tuning in and as always you know we wish you and yours the best of everything great see you next week
0: this has been another episode of wealthy sisters radio thank you for joining us stay tuned for another positively impacting show next week Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Wealthy Sisters and on the web at WealthySistersRadio.com. The opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of our hosts, staff, or partners of our Wealthy Sisters.